a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in theory. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. Use weapons I've been eating a lot of nuts. You know, all I do is eat nuts, it feels like. But they're like the healthy nuts. I mean, here's my nuts here. You can hear my nuts. I'm trying to eat healthier, so I'm eating a bunch of nuts. But none of them can... There's all sorts of nut rules. Like, you can't have salted or roasted nuts. I could have raw nuts. So I am just eat raw nuts all the time. Hi, everybody. Uh, this week on uh, The Million Dollar Plan, I'm apparently talking to you about how many nuts I'm eating. And, you know, it's decent nuts. Like, it's uh, cashews, which are a good nut. Almonds are fine, but the raw almonds, I don't care what you think. They're not good. I don't know. Here's the thing. Someone's going to email me like, you shouldn't eat so many nuts. I don't need that. I just made, I, I've switched from cheeseburgers to nuts. And if there's another step below nuts, I don't want to know what it is. And I'm not willing to do it. This week on the Million Dollar Plan, we talked to Malcolm. Malcolm is a doctor. Uh, a doctor who doesn't get paid like a doctor. Yet. Uh, he's got 300 and a bazillion dollars worth of student loans. So uh, we're going to try to structure his financial life. You want to be on the show? Be on the show. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. I've always feel like I have really exciting things to tell you, but then when I go to tell them to you, I'm like, they're exciting for me, not you. Right? I don't want to act. You know, here's something really exciting for me that you won't be excited about. So, you know, I'm just not sharing. I did it. I already shared. I just eat a lot of nuts. That's where I'm at. I eat just a, this is what it's called. It's little Trader Joe's individually wrapped nuts. Just a handful of simply almonds, cashews, and cranberries. Trek mix. Let's see the nutritional information on these. Maybe Dr. Malcolm could help me. Per bag, 210 calories, 13 grams of total fat, only one and a... And then it gets into polyunsaturated. It's just a lot of nuts. Here's Malcolm. Stop what you're doing! Oh and hit Pete up on Twitter at Pete the Planner. Question the right of any man. The voice his opinion as strongly as any can. But then again, many men are citizens of their own little world, so they ain't really fitting in. I'm in the background blending in. Camouflaged by the scenery, but I'm a champion. Revent the camp again. Put down my stamp again. Talk to my fans again. Renew my brand again. We welcome Malcolm to the uh, Million Dollar Plan. Hello, Malcolm. How's it going, Pete? I'm pretty excited uh, about your willingness to go with the name Malcolm. How about that? <laughs> you don't think it's a good name? No, it's, it's wonderful. I, I feel like it's an underutilized name. In fact, I named my son Theo, uh, Theodore, after Malcolm uh-huh. Jamal Warner's character in The Cosby Show. Uh, so I love the name Malcolm. Does well, that... I'm, I'm glad uh, there's some kind of connection. It's a little over my head. But... Oh, that's, oh, oh, is that a I'm an old guy <laughs> joke? Do I need to explain who Bill Cosby is and his role in society I do, today? I... Uh, recently, it's probably not the best thing to do. Look, I'm I'm not a physician. I don't know how any of this works. All right, what are, what are we doing today specifically uh, for you, Malcolm? So, 
I've kind of got, I've always kind of felt like I've had a decent grip on, on my finances. And then I kind of discovered your show and realized I didn't know exactly what I was talking about. Okay. If that makes sense. Do I know what um, I'm talking about? Because this would be breaking news. I'd have to hit a stinger. Uh, and anyway, breaking news, Pete actually knows what he's talking about. Well, you know, whatever I can do to help. Thank you. you. Know, if I can uh, put things out like that. So. Gee, no, I appreciate that. Uh, so w- what specifically? So w- what, do you, what do you do for a living? Help me understand. Are, do I understand that you're about to change jobs or training or what, what's going on? Um, so for me, I think you've had something similar on, on your show before, uh, but I'm a, uh, basically a, a resident doctor. Uh, so I'm uh, in the little interim training program where I graduated school um, about a year and a half ago. Okay. And then I'm in a three-year training program where I uh, basically work for the hospital for peanuts. And then uh, once they've trained me up, then I get to uh, increase my salary a good amount. So uh, I emailed you the other day. I make about $50,000 a year now. Okay. And then once I graduate in July of 2018, that'll go, jump up to probably around 200000 All right. So I have one million questions. Uh, how old sure. a, fe- a fella are you? Uh, I'm 28. Okay, 28. So in many respects, uh, and, and I don't want to speak for you, Okay. Do you feel like your sort of your your financial life does not begin until July of 2018? Yeah, and that's that's kind of the issue I'm having is I think I've always kind of uh, and I, I think I've listened to your show before and listened to you talk to people about running in place. Yeah, and I think I kind of latched I latched onto that and I was kind of like, oh well, I just have to kind of wait and keep keep on going. And and part of what I did is when I was younger, before I went to med school, I'd kind of gotten this this idea that a lot of doctors are terrible at investing. <laughs> and so I tried to I tried to kind of self teach myself. So I, you know, I went out and got a bunch of books on investing and things like that. So I, I learned kind of what to do, but I wasn't really putting it into practice. And then when I started listening to your show, you know, I listened to especially the episodes about setting goals um, and just kind of you know getting out of your own way. So that's kind of why I'm why I'm here today. No, oh, I'm glad you're here, Doctor. Doctor, do I have to call you Doctor Malcolm? That'd be good. All right, so Doctor. <laughs> When you first got your PhD, so you have your PhD, right? You went through that whole ceremony. Did you make everyone around you call you doctor? Uh, it's kind of the running joke that on my, uh, you know, everyone, everyone in my in my medical school classes, all you know, were all on Facebook. So I think I saw that uh, that clip from uh, what's that? Spies what's that like that us, yeah. Spies like us, where everyone just kind of is shaking hands and going doctor, doctor. So. Great I got old real quick. Oh, well, that movie's amazing, by the way. Um, so, okay, so do you have any other income into your house, a significant other, anything like that? Um, yeah, so my, my girlfriend, um, excuse me, my phone's buzzing in the background. Uh, my girlfriend uh, makes about $55,000. Okay. And so, I mean, our finances are, they're kind of separate but together at the same time. They support so, the same household, but they're for individual use? Uh, yes and no. So we ha- we have our own uh, places right now. I'm dating for about a year. So oh, okay. we're going to probably move in, move in together next year, oh, at which my. point everything will kind of be together. Okay. Yeah, the, big, the, big, the big jump. <laughs> so we, we pay for, like, you know, food and groceries and things like that together. Okay. Uh, but we have our own utilities and house payments and things like that. So is her income going to be one that's going to stay in the $55,000 range and creep up, or does she have a significant jump coming too? Um, not as significant. We're thinking that in the end, so the goal is probably we'll probably move, um, you know, we're kind of stuck here where we are now uh, for the next year and a half, and then we'll probably move. And the goal is that she'll probably be making probably around 65 to 70 by the time we, we get out and get settled somewhere. And is she around your same age, uh, 28? 
She's a little younger. She's uh, she she'll turn 24 this year. Oh, you're creepy. That's a huge gap. I, you're I clearly a I creepy man. <laughs> creepy physician. Um, all right. So let's. Here's the big question: student loans. How much, Doc? So I have. Um, so I have two big areas of loan. So I had a private undergrad loan I took out when I was uh, in like a junior in college, and that still has about thirteen thousand dollars left on it. Okay. And then that's I'm kind of leading here a little bit. So the the big loan is uh, my med school loans with my the rest of my undergrad loans, which together is all about uh, three hundred twenty one thousand right now. <coughs> I'm coughing and turning my head just so you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> three hundred twenty one thousand bucks. You have a monthly payment on that right now that's super low based on on what your income is though, right? Right. So the I'm on one of the. Uh, the income-driven repayment plans, which uh, puts things down to $17.38, which is a ridiculously low number for, for that amount of money. All right. So how, I have so many questions. So when you, when you, turn, when you, when you make 200000 in July of 2018, which in many ways you're going to exhale and you're going to go, oh, finally. But then the second you say finally, then your income-adjusted payments fly up and you, you're you're not. I mean, you're going to be cash flow positive, but your cash flow is not going to be as positive as you think, right? Sure. And so I actually uh, I'm a big uh, spreadsheet geek. Yes. Um, so I have all sorts of things figured out there. So based on the amount that it would be, um, I've got a big big calculator here in front of me that says you know zero year zero for now and then year one two three four for up to twenty five years. Okay, what's it and look like? Have, yeah, and you're one at, at two hundred thousand. What, what's the first the payment suggest to? So about at that point, um, it would be about an annual payment of uh, eighteen thousand seven hundred fifty. Which if I do a quick little spreadsheet math here, uh, that'd be an annual payment of about fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, monthly payment fifteen hundred. Yeah. So, um, what's the interest rate on those? So the interest rate altogether is six point six percent. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Here's what sucks about that, Doc, is that I wanted to be really cute and be like, "Well, you should invest anyway, because then your gains can outpace." But those numbers, I mean, on a long-term basis, you're going to be able to beat six point six percent investing. Sure. You, you would hope, right? I mean, you know, but, right. But those are close enough that it makes it way too interesting. And, and it's, it's not one of those things where you can just let it run out. Are, do, do you plan on just letting it run its course, or did you plan on being a little bit aggressive with them? So that's actually the other question um, is I know I think you've talked before uh, about the, uh, the public service loan forgiveness program, which is where basically if you work for – if you work in public service, which for – it's kind of a loophole that a lot of people in my position have have taken, right? Uh, because a lot of a lot of hospitals are technically uh, public service; they're they're nonprofit uh, organizations. If you work for ten years and they forgive your debt, um, and so that's something I've considered. It's it's something that a lot of my colleagues are kind of leaning on, which I'm not. I'm I've, I'm going back and forth on how comfortable I am with that in terms of how long do I expect the government to uh, keep allowing that to happen. It's kind of the question. Yeah, that's a fair question. So, uh, and, and I think the bigger issue is it's a bigger commitment than you think because then, you know, you're 10 years locked in if you choose to, to, to work in a public hospital or something like that. I mean, you, it, really, it really can limit your career choices to some degree. Sure. I'd 
basically have to that'll kind of limit where I where I go, and there could be other other jobs that are through you know maybe not a nonprofit hospital that might even pay a little bit more. What uh, what's your specialty? Uh, I'm in uh, internal medicine, oh, so right. it's just kind of uh, just general stuff. So just not skin because that's external medicine. Yeah, that's I'm pretty exactly. good at this stuff. Exactly, pretty right. good at this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so do you have? Uh, let's go back to the goal thing because I think that maybe is what spurred your interest in, in being on the show. What do you view as your number one priority, uh, which gets funding, uh, making it a goal? Like, w- what do you think it is right now? I think right now it has been. I've been torn between uh, kind of striving for financial independence, where I can you know invest enough money to kind of have a a constant flow of money from my investments and to getting out from under my debt, which I guess aren't necessarily two opposite things. But Yeah, uh, super interesting. You said something in a really weird way, and I want to make sure you meant it the way you said it. Um, sure. You said a constant flow, I think you even said a constant flow of income from your investments. Is that what you just said? That's what I meant, yeah. So do you want to take despite the fact that you're going to have uh, a large amount of income, you want more income off of your investments. Because when we say income off of investments, generally we don't mean to then reinvest the income. We mean to take the income. Do you mean that? Or do you mean to grow your investments? Um, I mean to to grow to a point where I can get to a point someday. I think the, the end goal is to not have to be working for another 40 years. Okay. That's a good goal. So at some point, at some point, to uh, be able to stop working if I if I uh, can. All right. So here's a technical learning point, which very rarely happens on this show. But since I'm with a <laughs> with a physician, I feel like I have to like show how intelligent I am. Your current... See, my goal is to to give you some credibility. So yeah. Right. Right. Every once in a while. Uh, so uh, your investment objective is growth, not income. It will switch to income when you want income, but right now you don't want income. So your actual goal with investing is growth, despite the fact that later you will want income. You don't say right now, my goal is income, because that's uh, not your goal. Does that make sense? Does that matter? Sure. Yeah, uh, I think that, that's probably a better way to put it. Yeah. And you know, the reality is I don't think it matters. Now, the other way you said it is uh, that you want to basically cut your obligations, because the other way to, to not work, uh, need to work uh, for income, is to make it so you don't need money because you don't have a lot of expenses taking your money. And I think that obviously begins with getting rid of that $1,500 a month federal student loan payment that's going to kick in in July of 2018. Is that what you're thinking as well? Yeah, that's kind of been my been my thought process. How long do you think you're going to live the financial life that you'll begin to live in July of 2018? Do you, do you view that as I have, I'm going to have a decade of the same lifestyle or, or how, how do you look at that? Well, another thing that I've kind of gotten, um, I think both from your from your podcast and from other things, is uh, you know listening to the, the episode about minimalism and things like that is something I see a lot of my my colleagues doing is they've already started to kind of like live as if they're making that that bigger income, whereas for me I've already started to plan like uh, against lifestyle inflation if that makes sense. So even though I'm going to be going from a fifty thousand dollar year salary lifestyle to two hundred thousand. I'm trying to aim to going somewhere more in the middle, somewhere that's a little bit more sustainable. Do you have, uh, now I know you said you're thinking about moving potentially when your girlfriend graduates and all these sorts of things. Um, did you say she's graduating or am I just adding details to this that don't exist? 
Uh, no, she's just she's just working, and basically she's waiting for me to, to oh, finish up. Waiting for you to finish up. Okay, so I definitely just created yeah. a situation. You also have a dog named Lorenzo. Did I make that up, or do you have a dog named Lorenzo? Uh, I, I do have a really good friend named Lorenzo who has a dog, so we can kind of... Do you ever go, hey, what up, dog? Like... Uh, yeah. So um, <laughs> do you plan on buying a house when you move, or is that where does that fall on the priority list? Uh, it's pretty low. Um, I, I'm i kind of uh, against uh, buying a house until I know I'm going to be somewhere for at least you know, 15, 20 years, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm comfortable with just kind of renting in the interim. Now, look at you. You're making me all happy over here. I'm getting the vapors. <laughs> I love it. So excited. Um, yeah, so here's the problem with a lot of physicians, and I love speaking in generalities. Um, sure. they, they, they get to July of 2018 they, when they get out of residency or whatever uh, training program they're in, and, and then all of a sudden they have a huge income, and the first thing they do is they buy a house, and they basically limit what they can do financially for the next decade or so, and you're saying you're not going to do that. That's the goal. Oh, I like how you say that's the goal as though, you know, you might change your mind along the way and buy a house <laughs> and screw yourself. I just, I just like to, uh, you know, give myself a little bit of wiggle room. That's all. But, but that's, that's the, uh, that's the plan. All right. So I guess that now the real question is with your income now at $50,000 annually, and you're not really paying much to the debt service, it sounds mm-hmm. like you are aggressively investing the money you're making now, or am I making that up? Um, I, I guess it depends on what you mean by, by aggressive. So I guess, uh, so I have a, a 403B through work, um, and they match uh, half of the first 6%. So I put in 6%, they put in 3 All right. And then on, on top of that, I also have a, uh, just a Roth IRA that I put about $1,000 a year into. Okay. And so do you have a savings account? Um, I don't have a savings account. I have a checking account that earns interest. So I just kind of have things kind of socked away in there. So what's your paycheck and like how often do you get paid? I make um, about uh, $1,250 every two weeks. I like that you said about $1,250 as though... (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Okay, Uh, okay. every two weeks. So you make $2,500 a month. Um, and where does it go? I mean, where does it, what does it do? So you'll be, you'll be happy to know that I have a nice color coded spreadsheet, uh, <laughs> based on the, uh, the pizza planner ideal, uh, budget Woo! on my, on my, girl, girl, it's so hot. Uh, so <laughs> what, um, all right. So what's your, what's your rent in, in relation to percentages? So basically, I have in two columns. I have what you recommend, and then I have what I'm actually paying on okay. one right, one one section. So, uh, housing should be about 25 percent. I spend a little bit more, sure. uh, so it should be 625. I spend 750. Okay. Uh, which is something that we're hoping to to downgrade once uh, once the uh, SO and I move in together next next year. The SO. Oh my the lord, <laughs> Malcolm, you're the first person on this show. To say the SO, that is so romantic. You're often accused of being a romantic, aren't you? Uh, every once in a while, when I'm when the mood strikes. Oh my God, that's amazing. All right, so continue transportation. So, so moving on, uh, I I can spend uh, per per yourself. I can spend three seventy five a month. I spend about two fifty. Cool. So I don't have a car. I don't have a car payment. The car's all paid off. So I just pay gas and insurance, and then I also put away a little bit a little bit every month. Um, 
into a car repair fund so okay. that if I get if I get dinged with a car repair six months from now I've got a little bit of money saved away for it. And in case you have to take it to an auto internal medicine person? Exactly. A mechanic exactly. as they call it in the biz. And then what about food? Do you do you gorge yourself and drink a lot of craft beer? What are you doing? No, I uh I a lot the uh the three hundred dollars a month which is uh twelve percent. So I split that between uh Groceries, I put 160 into that, and then 140 into restaurants every month. When you do, like, then, when you go into a patient's room and they've got like hospital food there, do you ever like, hey, oh my gosh, a kangaroo? And they look around, and then like to save money on food, you like take their peanut butter or whatever. Do you ever do that? Um, it's not, it's not that bad. Although uh, doctors do have a really bad habit of walking into the room right as the food has gotten there. Oh, that sucks. And then, it, and then it's, and then it's cold. Like, so I try to, I try to be somewhat cognizant of that. Yeah, um, but the hospital does pay for uh, does give me a meal allowance, uh, which is built, which is uh, not included in my salary. So I use that a little bit, which, which saves some money. Are you the doctor that works out all the time and tells everyone how much you work out, or is that someone else that you know? No, that's that's someone else. I, that's uh, I'm internal medicine, so where the kind of the geeky uh, glasses wearing people in the medicine world. Sure. If you couldn't tell by me running through my spreadsheet with you right now. Who's the set of uh, doctors that tend to work out all the time and always smell like Irish Spring? Like, who's that? What's that group? Uh, Generally, those would be your your orthopedic surgeons. Oh, totally, because they were former athletes. They're like, I blew my knee playing lacrosse, right? Those guys? So you can blame me now when you get, like, a huge string of angry emails from orthopedic uh, surgeons now but yeah that's, that's generally it yeah that's all right uh it's probably true it's stereotypes uh with doctors are generally true anyway so um uh okay so so the budget your budget seems in line is there is there a category that you're that you're way over on um i don't think there's anything in, yeah i think the one thing that that i've realized that we're we're spending a little bit more on than we probably should is our vacation budget okay and so I was doing really well at, you know, putting all this money away, and then I just had this big chunk of change left over, and then we just go and blow it on vacation. So uh, that's kind of where I'm trying to, to cut back on. So we were planning a trip to uh, Hawaii, actually, Oh. at the beginning of next year. And then I... Did you blame uh, me? Tell me you didn't blame me. I, I, I may have blamed you a little bit. Oh, my actually, God. Actually, fun, funny story. I don't know if you... This, I'm sure you get a lot of emails, but my uh, my girlfriend was so, like annoyed with how like obsessed with pizza planner i'd become that i think she, she emailed me emailed you yeah i was oh, gonna call okay. yeah <laughs> i asked for your number i was gonna call you randomly and she said don't because he works weird hours oh uh, okay okay yeah and she was she was really concerned because she uh she told me like a month later and she was like did you ever get any phone calls and it's weird because i you know i work weird hours and i also work spend a lot of time in like dead zones of the hospital so there'd be weird times where I, I just wouldn't even get cell phone service. Oh, so. this is so amazing. Oh, cool. Yeah, now that all makes sense now. So um, how? this is a dumb question. Do you get overtime? Like if you're there, can you get more than 50 grand a year or not? No, unfortunately. So uh, the way it works is basically I'm not allowed to work more than 80 hours, in, 80 hours a week, uh, but they kind of push that right to the limit. Okay. So I'm actually, uh, the only reason I'm calling you now is because I worked a 24-hour shift yesterday. Oh. And so I get... I get to be off today because I, I I left work at seven a.m. this morning. Twenty-four hour shift? What are you like a a coal miner? Like what? How's that even work? Do you get to sleep? Do you get to sleep? Uh, last night, no. The hell's wrong with last this world? <laughs> Did you touch anyone with instruments today after you didn't sleep? Um, 
Well, I mean, I, I just basically didn't sleep all day, so I was seeing patients through the night. So I was covering the, I was running the uh, intensive care unit, so I was, you know, the sickest of the sick. So now I don't feel like oh. I can make any jokes because now we're talking about the sickest of the sick. I was going to ask you, what's it like to go into a room and ask someone just to remove their pants? Like, that's got to be a weird thing to do, right? No? It was at first, but you kind of you kind of just get used to it. Do you try to make them more comfortable, like, like hey, I'll remove mine, or is that frowned upon? Uh, you know, there was an incident a few months back, so we're not allowed <laughs> to do that anymore. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you know what? We talk about that running in place thing. We talk about what's your goal. If I'm you, mm-hmm. I think I think your goal has got to be, when I say aggressively invest, by the way, I don't mean uh, invest in aggressive investments. What, what I mean is use as much of your income as you can to invest. And, and I sure. think if we're going by the, the theories of compounding interest and the earliest money is the best money, I think your number one priority right now is to get as much money into, we'll call it the market, for lack of a better term, as you can. Because I think that will pay off and accomplish your eventual long-term goal of creating an income stream off of uh, your investments. Okay. So you think just kind of, I know, like you said, we're kind of splitting hairs between making maybe 8% in the market versus 6.6% in the uh, in the long-term uh loan repayment thing yeah the other thing is um you know basically my plan now is kind of just to, to monitor things in terms of how the uh public service loan forgiveness thing is going to work out at least over the next year and a half because i can't really put that much more money to it at this point anyway and then come the time when i'm actually making a little bit more income see if it makes more sense to uh stick with the you know the government payment plan or to try to refinance it and get down to maybe like three or four percent and then uh, see if things make more sense that way. Uh, yeah. And uh, again, I think you hit the nail on the head. You've got a little bit of run in place thing. That's just a reality. I mean, your income's going sure. to, to shift so much that it's just the way you got to view it. Um, I would say though, that um, you know, I was going to run a million dollar day for you, which I still can. But the reality is in two years, it blows up because you're going to be investing a lot more money. So it doesn't even really sure. matter. Um, mm-hmm. if you want it, I'll, I'll give it to you. But if not, I, it, it, I don't know if it particularly matters. You have just I, under I've t- kind of got one myself. So. Oh, okay. Let's match them up. So, uh, <laughs> how much did you say you're putting in a month? Um, so I put in, let's see, I, I it should be 6% of the income. I think it, it ends up being about $200 a month. Okay. And they're matched uh, into my 403B and then they match, um, half of that. So I think they put in another hundred. Okay. And then you're putting, and then, uh, I put a thousand dollars a year into the, um, the Roth IRA. Okay. And then my, my spreadsheet math has, has me in two years, just, uh, maxing out my, uh, 403B and four and my Roth IRA contributions. So then I'd start putting in, uh, you know, 20 something thousand dollars a year at that point. Sure. You know, at, at this point in time, uh, prior to the max out, because I don't like to put the max out this, unless it happens. You know what I mean? Sure. Like in my calculations, right. uh, I've got your your million dollar day as April fourteenth of twenty fifty one. If for okay. some reason you kept doing exactly what you're doing now, which I don't uh, recommend. So, right. uh, um, so but that's good. I mean, that's uh, that doesn't surprise me. You're doing things right. Well, good job, man. I, I would just keep getting money in the market in, until. Uh, your income pops, and then you can uh, 
start to live a little bit, right? Just a little bit, within reason. $350,000 in student, $363,000 in student loans. Oh, I have hives. Can I need to get these looked at? <laughs> well, actually, that's a skin problem, so that's external medicine. I know. Internal medicine. So that just means you have to know how, like, all my insides work. I mean, there's probably a better definition. They don't, they don't start the first day of, of medical school saying, internal medicine's, like, how stuff on the inside works. Like, do they, is that a definition or no? Um, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Well, sure, overcomplicated just to, to drive your salary up. I see what you're doing. So it's only four years of school, Pete. Oh, my gosh, I hate school. <laughs> so, all right, uh, awesome, Malcolm. Anything else I can help you with? I think that'll about cover it. I, I appreciate the uh, the reassurance, at least. Tell your girlfriend I said hi, uh, and uh, uh, email me. Keep me updated. I want to know what's going on. I will. She was just, uh, she was just texting me... Uh, nervously before you called so I'll, I'll let her know how things went tell her settle down have a cocktail i mean it's midday but sure have at it one of us has to work so. <laughs> all right man thanks so much <laughs> all right Pete, I appreciate it if you want to be on this podcast Pete fix your money right then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast you heard me Log on. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial advisor. Release from Everest, the freshest fresh, and you can call me ET or to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, trying can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home. Filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol. Stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed. Glide with ease, creating a breeze. They call a black hole event horizon. No rear view concerns. This I adjourn. This I adjourn. This I adjourn. Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a faraway land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, trying can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?